The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Gork's Red FM. Welcome to another edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. In this week's episode, we'll hear from Olympics-bound Irish international roar Aoife Casey on qualifying for Tokyo and the thrill of representing Ireland with Margaret Kremen in the lightweight women's doubles event. It's another massive weekend for the Cork Ladies football and camogie squads. We'll hear from Amy O'Connor and Paddy Murray on the Cork senior camogie team's trip to Waterford. We'll also get the views of Cork Intermediate Camogie Manager Mark McCarthy and his captain Ashling Maloney ahead of their Division 2 league visit to Galway. And we also preview the biggest GAA match of the season so far, a rerun of the 2020 All-Ireland LGFA Senior Final between Cork and Dublin. Returning defender Emma Spillane and head coach Paddy O'Shea give us their thoughts on the big showdown. That's all to come on this weekend's Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Skibbereen Rowing Club's Aoife Casey is Olympics bound. Casey and Rochestown's Margaret Kremen secured a top three finish in the lightweight women's doubles at the Olympic Rowing Qualification Regatta held in Lucerne recently. Casey and Kremen finished third behind the United States and Switzerland to take the last Olympic qualifying spot and are already well into their preparations for this summer's trip to Tokyo. Aoife Casey, um, in this week's Southern Star newspaper, on the back page in Kieran McCarthy's column, there is a picture of you uh, standing alongside Denise Walsh, looking up at a giant screen in Skibreen Credit Union at Gary and Paul O'Donovan at the 2016 Olympic Games. Considering what's happened over the last couple of weeks, do you remember that photograph uh, and what was happening that day and how excited are you about heading to the Olympics? Yeah, that day was definitely pr- pretty surreal watching the lads on the television and do- doing some of the Olympics. And if you, would t- if you told me that right then in f- what, four or five years time that I would be I would be in the same position jetting off to Tokyo. I'd say you were crazy. <laughs> Literally, it's been such a whirlwind, I suppose. And I suppose back then, I was I, that, around that time, I would have been heading to the Junior World Championships with Emily Higgsy, um a fellow screen woman who's also also booked her ticket to the Olympics. So it really was, I suppose, just a time where um, the world was our oyster. And I suppose we were training way hard. And I suppose you, you couldn't really... You couldn't really um, tell us whether or not, how, or I suppose how well we've done. We just um, focus on the positives and um, really, it was just a surreal. Watching them on television was um, just such a great experience and such a motivator, I suppose, when I was so young. And then to say five years down the line that I'd be in the same position, it really is... Um, um, I'm speechless really <laughs> Well let, let's go back to Lucerne a couple of weekends ago and the Olympic qualification regatta because yourself and Margaret Kremen from Rochestone you needed to finish in the top three in the lightweight double women's qualification final um, what do you remember about just before the race and immediately afterwards Yeah it was such a it was such a busy weekend that weekend because of obviously the racing was pu- was pushed to having the semi-final and the final on the same day. So I think we were really, because of all that kind of shake-up and it could have been possible stress, we just really kind of, we were really relaxed. I felt kind of a real, a real sense of all we need to do is trust in the process and just do any normal race. Like we, we've done so many, you know, you do so many 2Ks in, in training, practice race pieces and everything that we really just brought it back to the basics and... I think we just said to each other before the race that we really want to enjoy it and just do our best. I think that's what we did. So it was it was never really about you know it was never really about qualifying. It was always about just doing our best and like t- ten strokes before the line to be in a qualifying position. It was 
it was surreal. <laughs> um, it was mad. And then to cross the line and do, you know, have booked their ticket, it really is, um, it was, it, 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 I was in shock after it. I know Max is celebrating, but I was, it was, I burst into tears. Tears, I was, I told, it was told, we weren't expecting it at all, really. So it was great. Well, you finished fifth, am I correct, in the European Rowing Championships this year. Yeah. So, I mean, you have yeah. been in the mix. Can I just ask that? You mentioned there that the semi-finals and finals had to be moved. I mean, is that a common occurrence in rowing? or And how much does it upset your kind of rhythm? And obviously it didn't upset you too much. But as a rower, how much do you have to readjust when everything, when everything is planned out and then those plans change? Yeah, well, I suppose it, I suppose with throwing it is a very weather dependent sport. So like there always there there always is a, a possibility that things could change because of the weather. So like we're I suppose we're training out at the out of Fire and Woods. You you'd meet any sort of wind there any day. So we're well used to the wind and whether there was whether it was stormy or rainy or whatever. But um, with with just the change in schedule, it's really just where you have to be really kind of on top of your recovery in between session, in between um, the two races and I suppose cooling down enough to be rested and then having enough rest to go again in a few hours later. So that was kind of the big challenge in between not to be expending too much energy and just kind of like debriefing after the first race and then gearing up towards the second race. <laughs> A balancing act. Yeah, but one that worked for you, which is fantastic. Um, For people that don't know, Aoife, your dad, Dominic Casey, is the famous Skibreen rowing coach and the current Irish lightweight rowing coach. Obviously, his his record as a, as a coach, his record with Skibreen, with Gary and Paul is... is is, is world, everyone worldwide knows his name, especially in rowing circles. But as your dad, how how did he react to to your success? And obviously, he was he was thrilled, and your all your family were thrilled. But as a coach and as a dad, a lot of a lot of feelings probably, and I suppose a lot of different feelings for him seeing you cross the line. I mean, he's probably somebody that likes going over the race and correcting and and making sure you improve. But as a dad, mm-hmm. he he must have been proud as punch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we, I think we were all in a bit of shock after the race. <laughs> um, it was definitely where, like, I suppose we, as, as, you know, as a coach that we focus on, um, just the process, you know, and every session, the three of us, me, Max, and Dad, we focus on just getting a bit, a bit, a smaller, better. Whether it's focusing on technique or focusing on power or whatever, that we'd make sure that each session we do our best. So to be able to say that we did our best in that race and it paid off, I think it was just. It was a state, it was a state of disbelief after the race, excitement and so many so many emotions really that it really was um one to remember. Okay, so between now and the Olympic Games themselves, uh, for yourself and and Margaret, what happens now and and what's the, what's the plan over the coming weeks and months? So I was trying to think now. <laughs> we're not really in the we're not really in the in the loop yet. We haven't really, you know, when you're not when you're obviously you're not qualified. Yeah. You're aiming to qualify. You don't really take any Olympic talk into you know what goes in when you're at the next. But I'm pretty sure that we were at home in Cork now um, for one training block for the next two weeks, and then we head to Banyoles in Spain um, just for a bit of acclimatization and more high training as kind of like pre-Olympic camp. Um, and then from there, I think we go straight to the Olympics after that. So it's kind of like it'll all be gearing up in the next few weeks. <laughs> Excellent stuff. And here's a, a nice open-ended question, but it's been asked millions of times before, but what is it about Skibbereen Rowing Club? What is it about that part of the country down in West Cork that just seems to be able to reproduce quality roars every year, year on year, and now also has a thriving underage scene? 
Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't know. Is there is there is there one is there one answer to that question? But I think it's just that when you you know when you go in the door of Swimming World Club, like you're everyone's treated the same. You know, everyone has the same opportunities. Everyone is pushed the same. Everybody. It really is a good. It really has a good atmosphere and a work uh, worth ethic from the from the get go. So I think that's just you know I suppose you start off when you're junior 14 junior 15 and just through the years you you build strength you build technique you build power you build you know there's a real great sense of community that everyone helps each other and that um I could definitely say that I wouldn't I wouldn't be here without them you know everybody in the club now everybody who's who's passed through you know there's definitely a great community that really backs you to the to the hills so it's really good and just finally, Eva. Obviously, look, it's been a whirlwind. I can hear it in your voice. It's it's still kind of hard to take it all in. Now you're going to the Olympics yourself, and Margaret, and it's fantastic for you and for the club and for your family. But lots of young girls are watching you now, and lots of more and more young girls are watching rowing over the last couple of years, especially with Gary and Paul's success, but also with others, not just in Cork but throughout the country. And Irish rowing seems to be on a high. If you were talking to a young girl and she was interested in getting involved in the sport. Why would you recommend it and what should they do? Yeah, so I'd say definitely for any for any girl or boy, whoever is interested to head down to any local rowing club and once you're in the door there, like there's such a I've made such good friends straight off the bat um, me and Emily have been friends for say, well over 10 years now just with the same interest in rowing you know mm. that it really like it's like it just go, it goes beyond the sport and that like once you enjoy it and you know, you're having fun. It's the main thing that, like, you that you build through the years, and then the regattas are almost the highlight of the year. Um, heading out to the National Rowing Centre and you know, getting to race and compete. But like, what that if you have that interest, definitely just head head to a rowing club and just hop in the boat and see how you get on. And just even if you know, there's always ups and downs, and you, sometimes you're not feeling, and, and more times you have to push yourself to get this session done. But like, it's all working in the end if you just have that goal in the back of your mind. Mm. And to enjoy the enjoy the process, I think definitely. Very good advice. Um, listen, on behalf of everybody at the Big Red Bench in Cork, Sir FM, and obviously everybody in Cork and outside of it, we will be looking forward to seeing yourself and Margaret at the Olympics. What a fantastic thing that is for you and for your families. But we really hope um, it's a success for you and that it's the beginning uh, of a long and successful career. Thank you very, very much for joining us on the Women in Sport podcast. Lovely. Thanks very much. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Amy O'Connor netted a brace of goals in Cork's opening Littlewoods National Camogie League Division 1 Group 2 game at Hope to Tipperary at Parky Cueve recently. The full forward produced a terrific display in Cork's 3-14-0-16 triumph and is looking forward to this weekend's trip to Waterford. The Big Red Bench also caught up with Cork manager Paulie Murray, but first, let's hear from Amy O'Connor. Amy O'Connor, it's a new National League campaign for the Cork Senior Camogie team. It got off to the best possible start with a good second half performance to see off tip. How did you find that game and how glad were you to get off uh, get off the mark with a win? Yeah, we were delighted with the win and I thought that was the most important thing um, last weekend was just to get, uh, get that win, you know, after we've been out for so long. Um, and that would have been our main focus to get those, those two points and that win um, and while there's some elements of our forms we can be very happy with there are obviously other things that we can improve on but that's to be expected with the first day out so main thing is we got the win and we're looking forward now to, to offer this weekend Indeed uh, an even tough, another tough challenge on the road again and 
I mean, it, it's almost like a cliche, but there really is never an easy time or, or game that you get down in Waterford. Cork will start as favourites, but you'll need to be on it right from the start. Oh, definitely need to be on it and I know they were beaten this weekend by Tipperary so they'll be they'll be eager to get off to um get get off the mark this weekend and as you said it's never an easy game against Waterford they've some really good players and, and Beth Carton and, and Laurie and Bray as well and um, a couple more so we definitely need to be on our game on Saturday um, if we go on going down to Waterford. Um, just from observing you before and after the match the last day against Tipperary it looks and appears like a very happy camp there is obviously competition for places but Paddy Murray seems to have a, a very big and a very good and experienced backroom team in this year as well is that the case and it, is it is it a I mean it's obviously an elite environment that you're training and playing in but it looks like a happy one yeah definitely a very happy one I think everyone is happy to be back on, on a pitch um, we've lost the new girls come in and they've brought a huge amount of energy you know they're young they're, they're chomping at the bit to get going and, and I'm sure they'll get their opportunities in the league from Paulie Murray. Um, so yeah, definitely a very happy camp and I suppose um, we were all very happy to get off the mark last week against Tipperary and get that win as I said. Um, and yeah, we've a very experienced backroom team, you know, brought Kevin Murray back in this year and um, so we're delighted to have Kevin back um, and his training were really intense and they really get to thinking so definitely a happy camp and it's great to, to have a really experienced backroom team as well. How did you find lockdown, Amy, insofar as, obviously, you know, you have to be disciplined as a senior inter-county player and you would have that discipline anyway. But, I mean, there's only so many Zoom sessions and there's only so many runs and there's only so many weight sessions, I would imagine, that you can do before you really just long to get back out on the pitch. But how did you find it? Yeah, um, to be honest, I actually found it a lot easier this time um, in comparison to last year. Um, I just found that there was a lot of hope this time, you know, mm. the vaccines were being rolled out. There was a bit of light at the end of the tunnel in comparison to last year. We were training, we really didn't know what was going to happen, whether it was going to go ahead or not. Whereas I felt this year that it was definitely going to go ahead, but we just needed to have a bit of patience um, with that and, you know, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind all of the time. And yeah, I think a lot of people were zoomed out after last year, you know, lots of people would have spent nine to five on Zoom all day and then probably had some training sessions that night. So I think with Cork we took a step back from Zoom. You know, we all had our own individual programmes that we worked on and we checked in with um with Kevin our, our strength and conditioning coach. And um, I think that worked well, you know, we weren't Zoom fatigued by the time we came back and we just kinda of met up a couple of times on Zoom and um, before we came back in the in the lead up to our first training session. But we definitely took a step back from Zoom and, and we were given that responsibility on ourselves, you know. Um, to train by ourselves, eat the running sessions, the weight sessions, the sprinting sessions. Um, and as I said, yeah, I, I, I personally found it a lot easier this time just with that bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, Zoom fatigue, that's a new one. We might have to enter that in the dictionary with your name next to it there. I haven't heard that one before, but it's a fair point. I know what you mean exactly when it comes to interviews as well. Um, can I ask, Amy, just from, from your vast experience and your time playing inter-county level, in around the full forward line, obviously suits you having watched against Tipperary the last night do you have a preferred position I know you'll play anywhere Paddy tells you to play before he rings me after hearing this but uh, do you have a preferred position yourself or is the forward line where you feel you can make the most the biggest contribution to this team yeah I suppose as you said I play anywhere I play in goal at this stage now Um, I I enjoy the full forward line I suppose at times sometimes you know depending on how the game is going you you could be on less ball you know I might only get four balls in a match um, you really need to make them count whereas when you're out and wing forward you know you get, get on the ball a bit, uh, that bit more obviously there's a bit more more running involved when you're out on the wing as well you know you're up and down all day long and your kilometres will be much higher than what they would be if you were in the full forward line um, mm. kind of hard on it. I don't really mind where I play 
Um, and again, it's, it's all dependent on the match, you know, against the bigger teams. And um, sometimes you could be better off in the full forward line, but then other times, trying to get on the ball, you could be better off out on the wing. Um, don't really have a preferred position, wing forward or, or in the full forward line somewhere, I suppose. Julie noted, I'm sure uh, Mr. Murray will duly note that comment as well as somebody's <laughs> on the line. Um, recently, in the past couple of weekends, on hurling, senior hurling as well, with the with the National Hurling League, there's been lots of debate about how the game of hurling is, is appears to be changing. Um, and the, the physicality seems to be taken out of it. It's the complete opposite, and correct me if I'm wrong, with Camogie because of the recent rule changes. Camogie has now become a much more physical sport, but it's certainly, it's if anything, it's enhanced it from what I've seen of the early season games anyway. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I suppose lots of players came out three, four years ago kind of looking for change around the physicality of Camogie itself. And I saw a comment on Twitter last week was that um, hurling is now kind of like Camogie. Um, but definitely Camogie is it's definitely gotten more physical. You know, the new rules, the rule changes that have been brought in, it's brilliant for the game and it's speeding up the game. There's less freeze. It's no longer, you know, a free for a free. There's a bit more show to the game and that's really positive. So um, I think, yeah, overall, Camogie game is improving all of the time and it's evolving all of the time, you know. Camogie now is so different to how it was 10 years ago and, and 20 years ago and 30 years ago, you know. It's totally different and it's really positive to see that. And it is improving. The game is improving. Players are getting quicker, stronger, you know, and um, fitter, as I said. Um, so it's brilliant to see that the game is evolving all the time. Um, and that is a real positive for the Camogie Association. Unfortunately, one of the negatives leading into this season, this year was the debate and the decision and then the the subsequent ruling uh, about the split season, whereby Intercounty would eventually go first and club championship would follow. Where do you stand on that, Amy? And how happy are you as an Intercounty player now that you have a clear path um, not just for hurling, but obviously for ladies football as well, but that you have a clear path for the league, the championship, and then back to your club. Yeah, I'm delighted. I think the split season is probably the way to go and the way going forward. You know, you're able to put all of your time into your club and you're able to put all of your time into, into Cork or whichever intercounty team you're playing with. Um, I'm so glad that it was resolved when it was. You know, it was kind of, it was unnecessary hassle, I suppose, um, to a certain extent. And, it probably dragged out longer than we would have we would have hoped, um, and I'm sure look, in Cork we made our stance very clear on how we felt about the entire situation, um, and we're very glad with the way it's gone now. Um, and I would definitely be in favour of of that this season. And like I made a point last week, um, like you have a, an intercounty Gaelic footballer, chances are they're going to be a good club camogie player and if you've an inter-county camogie player they're going to be a good um, club footballer so you know in Cork we would have probably suffered more so than um, some of the other counties who wouldn't have had football and who wouldn't have had the dual stars and um, so we're very glad that that our dual stars don't have to put up with that headache you know they put up with enough headaches throughout the years mm-hmm. um, and that was one that they didn't really need and um, so we're very glad that it, that it now has been resolved um, and look Hopefully it'll be a very positive year for Camogie, you know, um, and this will be the end of any controversy that's around Camogie. Well, listen, all the best from everybody here on the Big Red Bench ahead of this weekend's game in Waterford and whatever comes afterward. Hopefully we'll catch up with you later on down the line, hopefully towards the latter stages of the league and the championship as well. Thanks, William, Dara. Trip to Waterford on the back of a, an encouraging opening day performance. Is that a fair assessment of how things went the first night out? Yeah, I suppose looking back at it, happy enough. Obviously, there's areas that you would like to improve on. Um, and obviously, going in against Watford, you'd like to see your performance, um, you know, come another bit. And I think that would be the key uh, for for that game is that we just need to bring it that little step up again, you know. How have preparations gone um, ahead of that Watford game? 
look, uh, look, it was much the same as, as the lead up to the uh, to Grary game. Um, you know, we're training well. Um, so look, if the weather improved us more, but it might have, might help us a bit. But uh, you know, we we have been training very well, and it's just taking that that now into the uh, game, which uh, is key. You know. Um, you talked about consistency of performance the last night and immediately after the tip game. It's something obviously you want to achieve through the league heading into the championship. Um, you must be pleased though with the performances, I think, of not not, not individuals, but overall um, that performance the first night. And what are you hoping for? What are you looking to build on going to a place like Waterford? I suppose uh, the performance. First of all, we were happy. We were happy with with elements of it that we have walked in training. Just I suppose various different patterns and things like that. We we were quite happy with the way the players uh, um, walked on doors during the game. I suppose consistency in that we we need to keep going for the full sixty five minutes. I think that that's that's um, an area, and I probably put it down to probably not holding our shape uh, more than anything else. I think that's a key uh, part. Obviously, bringing your match fitness up and hoping then that we can give other girls a run out that uh, didn't get a run out the last day. Yeah, and that's the real benefit of the league. I mean, you see that both with yourselves and your intermediates as well under Mark McCarthy, an opportunity to blood as many players as possible. It's almost like a cliche party, but it really is important that people get enough game time so that they can show you what they're what they're capable of. Well, it's key, but I suppose this year is a bit awkward in that, you know, uh, we don't want to lose against Waterford because we could go into a score, uh, we could get done on a score difference then, so it's key that we win the game. And, uh, you know, trying to balance that and, and giving players run out is, is, is difficult. I think this year as well, we probably have a league uh, game, if not two games less, which is mm. difficult then, so nearly every game is a championship game this stage, you know. Yeah, no, very little margin for error, as you said, like in Waterford, another cliche alert here but it's never an easy place to go um, and especially as they'll be gunning for you like you'll need to be hitting it from the ground hitting it from the first minute Yeah look uh, Watford have to win so it's a championship game to, for them uh, which I suppose in one way is great for us it just basically sees uh, sees where we are um, you know but look we will need a win no matter who we put out the next day we will need a win um, I was very impressed with your midfield uh, against Tipperary the last day Katrina Mackey and Ashley Thompson a lot of experience there but um, a solid performance from both of them. Is is that a kind of a combination that you're looking at long term, or was it just uh, starting off to get the league off on the right, the right footing that you had those two in the middle of the pitch? Yeah, I look, I suppose it was something that we were looking at last year um, as well. Only that uh, Katrina Mackey had had been troubled with with a lot of injuries over the last two years. I think this is the first year she's done a pre-season. First year she's coming into the uh, league uh, fit with no injuries. So. Um, it's something that we will we will look to develop. Um, I suppose offensively, both are exceptionally good. Um, defensively, is probably areas that they have to improve, and, and uh, you know we just hope that, that things tidy up in that area over the next couple of games. Um, as well, it was good to see a lot of youth coming off the bench for you as well the other night. I mean, Isabel Sheen, like Cecilia McCarthy, Izzy Regan. There's a lot of like there's a lot of people clamouring for positions on the starting fifteen, and that's just in the league alone. So you'll be happy to have that competition for places um, heading into the championship. Yeah, look, I think we've got 25 on the panel and uh, we have 12 girls 20 or younger, so we're a young side. Um, I think that there's probably going to be very little difference between between a lot of the players, so um, probably going to be good for us and that players will have to be playing well um, to make the team, you know. 
And just finally, um, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet, but Cork had a good win over Kerry in Division 2 over the past weekend under Mark McCarthy. Um, a lot of new players there again being blooded. Is that something that you keep an eye on as the season goes on and look at players down the road potentially for the senior setup? Yeah, look, uh, to me, it has to be the development squad. That's the way I've always looked at the intermediate. Um, I see an awful lot of the younger girls that, that would say came through the couple of very good minor teams getting run out uh, yesterday and doing very, very well. So, um, you know, I think that's key. It has to be uh, and just getting that balance, winning games and developing players is key intermediate. Uh, uh, not an easy job, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. They're going, uh, I think they're away to Galway next uh, and Galway are probably have their eye on winning in All-Ireland. So, I think it will be a good uh, marker to, uh, you know, to, I suppose indicate where, where this team is at. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Banshee Blues' Emma Spillane has made a welcome return to the Cork Senior Football Squad for 2021. The All-Star played superbly in Cork's 315-26 defeat of Tipperary last weekend and has her sights firmly fixed on facing reigning All-Ireland champions Dublin at Parky Cueve this Saturday night. Ahead of that Dublin clash, the Big Red Bench got the thoughts of Cork senior head coach Paddy O'Shea, but first, here's Emma Spillane on what it's like to be back in a Cork jersey. OK, I'm joined by Cork's Emma Spillane, who made a welcome return to the Cork senior football team uh, in the victory over Tipperary to start off the new league campaign last week. Emma, uh, it's good to see you back. Uh, any butterflies the other night ahead of the first match? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose playing our first league game in Parky Cueve, um, being on TV and everything, it was definitely a nice welcome back. But yeah, there was definitely nerves. Um my first game back now, so I hadn't played since 2018 um, with Cork. But it was great to be back. Um, I was delighted to, you know, get the start. Um, it's great that they can, you know, test out different girls in the league and give people a chance at the league. And I think, you know, it proved that, like, we have a very strong panel with the salt and stuff that came on. Um, so it was great to get, to get the chance to play again. Yeah, I was delighted. Um, how much did you miss it while you were away and how hard or easy did you find uh, you know slipping back into the intercounty routine and training when you did come back um i suppose a lot of last year there wasn't any games at all so i didn't notice it too much um but definitely you know especially when they got the all ireland final last year um watching it on tv wasn't wasn't easy and you definitely miss days like that um coming back in then yeah definitely have a lot of strength and fitness to work on I suppose and um, when you're not training three nights a week with an intercounty team and that you know um, those players um, like you're definitely going to lose fitness and strength um, mm. but we had a good pre-season this year training on our own obviously for um, Michelle Delaire strength and conditioning coach definitely um, made us run so <laughs> we're getting there but it will take another few weeks I'd say before before I'm back to to my optimal fitness. Yeah, I, I've seen the warm ups with Michelle. She does put you through your paces, all right. In fairness to her, um, you mentioned the fact that there was quite a lot of new players on the panel, but there's still a lot of the old guard. You've got that goalkeeper and captain behind you, Martin O'Brien, and Roisin feeling next to you as well. I guess when you're coming back into into it, having been away from it for as long as you have, that was reassuring. Yeah, 
definitely. Um, like Roisin Phelan, Shauna Kelly even, Melissa Duggan, you know, there's there's actually a lot of experience in the back line the last day and that definitely would settle you a small bit, you know, when Tip got the goal or whatever, the experience, you know, would definitely help after that. Um, so it was it was settling going in next to Roisin Phelan and Shauna Kelly in the full back line, yeah, definitely. And now with one game under your belt, you have the not-so-small matter of another big Saturday night match, a rerun of last year's All-Ireland Final against the reigning champions, Dublin. Um, they're up and running as well this past weekend with a good win. Um, how much are you looking forward to it? Because you've played in quite a lot of big matches in your career, both at underage level and at senior. It doesn't really get much bigger than the All-Ireland Champions coming to Leeside. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Dublin were playing this evening uh, today and they beat Waterford fairly well um, look they're the best team in the country at the moment so it'll definitely be a test for us but we're looking forward to it um, you know it's great to get out and be playing teams like Dublin because it will improve us as well um, we're definitely looking forward to it and hopefully we can get the win in Cork um, Under Efi Fitzgerald and Paddy O'Shea and the management team that he's got there now there's, there's quite a lot of emphasis on kick passing we noticed that the last night against Tipperary have you noticed much difference in the way Cork's approach since you left? Um, yeah they've definitely put more emphasis on kick passing even in training now and stuff we'd, we'd be um, practicing a lot of that and I think even tackling and stuff they're, they're kind of the two main things we're working on at the moment um, I suppose in previous years we would have been playing um, a hand-passing game and probably weren't looking for kick passes as much. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's working well for us and hopefully now on Saturday night we can bring it into our game again. Um, as well as yourself, Mickey, come back, it was lovely to see Eve Murphy, a teammate here from Bantry Blues, uh, get her chance late in the game against Tipperary. She's part of the panel at the moment and I would imagine you're delighted to see her getting her chance. Yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled for Eve. Um, it's great to have someone from Banshee. I suppose all all up along, I've, I've never had someone um, someone else on the panel with me. So it's great for Eve. Eve is flying it last year with, with West Cork and Banshee. So definitely deserved the opportunity. And she came on the last day and, you know, she did great. So I'm absolutely delighted for her, yeah. Indeed, and just finally, Emma, like as we said, it's great to see you back in a Cork jersey. Um, it hopefully it's going to be a condensed season, but hopefully a successful one for Cork. But there's not really much margin for error because you've so few league games and you're straight into championship. I assume that you're looking forward to it and looking forward to Cork hopefully being successful between here and the end of the year. Yeah, um, I suppose the condensed season. Yeah, we have I think a game nearly every week now. Um, so if we get to the league final, I think there's. Um, a week break between that and the first round of championship so it is you know there's loads and loads of games which you know is good as well like we have a huge panel of players so um, it'll be good for that um, yeah so hopefully we can you know get to the league final now and then we'll have we'll have a break between that and championship but no it's great and like we have an unreal panel of players as people saw the last day the girls that came on Casey Quirk and them so you know yeah we're looking forward to it As opening nights go I mean you make mistakes things don't go right but then I think Cork corrected in the second half that's being fair very very good second half performance and plenty to take going, to take going into that uh, Dublin match next weekend Yeah yeah. we were just speaking there before I came over and there was loads and loads of policies but there's a lot to work on as well So, which you know what after the first league game you'd expect to have a lot to work on as well which is fine and we'll do that job during the week but 
Um, you can get over the mistakes and you can get over things not going your way, but attitude probably wasn't the best tonight in the first half, and that's why we were we had to have that chat at half time. We had to make a few changes. To be fair, the subs that came on did very very well, made an impact on the game, and they've put their hands up now for next week. Next week, really. Nice problem to have because there's a lot of people missing. You know, we've a lot of cameos in the second half, like you said there, from people like Derek Coyley, from people like Libby Coppinger. Picking that team for the dubs won't be easy. No, I won't. But I think all the girls realise that the, the competition is there. I think we maybe eight girls unavailable through injury or sickness or whatever it is. And if they're all back and we have a full complement, picking a team is going to be a crazy job from our point of view. But it's a fantastic problem to have. But the, the thing is, the girls only can rest in their laurels because, you know, there's somebody slipping at their heels the whole time. And those girls that come in tonight, their hands are up now for next week. Dublin presents a different challenge, probably the toughest challenge you could ask for when it comes to championship. But what about National League? Like, I mean, people will be hyping up the fact that it's a repeat of the all Ireland final. But from your point of view, what are you looking for out of it more than anything? Yeah, from outside our camp, there's going to be loads of hype because it's in Carcass and Parky Cleave. It's, it's going to be televised, slashers all over the final, and Dublin are Dublin. Are Dublin. But from our point of view, all these league games, the opposition, it doesn't really matter. It's all about us in these games and what we can learn and what we can improve on as the weeks go on. Um, if you talked about changing the kind of style of play and the way the Cork approach it different to last year have you seen seeds of that this year even already you know tonight yeah and that's one of the positives I'll take away from tonight was whatever we're getting what we're trying to implement and training right they look like they were trying to do it um, you know there's I, I won't be telling you what we're trying to do in training obviously but there's certain things we're working on things we're trying to implement into our game and I definitely saw tonight um, girls trying to bring that into their into what they were doing which is uh, that's a huge positive from our point of view they're listening <laughs> Um, well, last question. Like, it won't be won't be difficult to get up for that Dublin game, no matter what. Like, and you'll want to test yourselves against the best. Um, but you seem to be going the right direction. Uh, we are. We are. We're progressing nicely. Um, we're a month, no, I think, at this stage, or maybe five weeks. There'll be no no issue getting the girls up for the Dublin game, I'd imagine. But then again, I thought there'd be no issue getting up tonight for the first league game either in Parky Cueve, and uh, we had to shake them up a bit at half time, like, cause just they just weren't at the races really. And at this level, you have to start as you mean to go on. The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Corks Red FM. It's a big weekend for the Cork Intermediate Camogie Squad. Mark McCarthy's side defeated Kerry 2-14 to 0-5 at the Cork Camogie Grounds last Saturday and travelled to Galway for their final Group 2 fixture this coming weekend. We'll hear from Mark McCarthy shortly after first getting the thoughts of Cork captain Ashling Maloney. Ashling, fantastic to see two wins on the board out of two. Um, you had it tough there in the first half against Kerry today, especially playing into that win, but much improved in the second. Yeah, definitely. You said it there, you know, into the wind, it's always hard going. And especially up in Castle Road, you know, we know the score here. We train here every week. So we know that the wind is, is strong here most of the time. And we knew as well that Kerry were going to be strong coming into this. You know, they beat Galway last weekend and Galway are a very good side. So we knew we had a battle in our hands on our hands coming in today. But we're very happy to come out the right side of the result. A lot of changes in the lineup today, but everybody stood up and was counted, especially in that first half when Kerry had quite a lot of possession. Yeah, um, and especially in the first 15 minutes, you know, we were under pressure, as you say, Kerry were in, in our back line a lot. And um, it was great to get like more girls on the pitch as well. You know, the league is really an opportunity to blood in new girls. And I think we've 30 on the panel this year, so it's great for everybody to get a run out on the pitch. And, you know, it's for to get meaningful game time as well. You know, it's a great opportunity to use everybody and at the same time get wins. You know, you want wins under your belt as well. Um, your manager spoke about momentum, that you're heading up to Galway, even though you've already qualified, but you want to keep that winning run going now. 
yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think if you win next weekend, you get home advantage. So that's definitely something we'll be going up looking for. But we know definitely Galway are a very good side. And I think we just checked in the dressing room there. They beat Tipperary today as well. So, you know, again, we know that we will have a battle on our hands next weekend. So it's back to the drawing board now again on Monday night and preparing ourselves for next weekend. And it's away from home as well. You know, you're going up. Galway know the score. And with home advantage, that is a big boost. So we definitely know we'll be going up for a battle next weekend. It's quite nice balance to the squad, a lot of experience like yourself and a few younger girls that started today and more that even came on. Um, things are going really well for you. Yeah, uh, we're very happy so far, as you say. Like We do have a lot of experience, but it's great to get new girls coming in as well and I suppose to get the few younger ones as well is, is great. I suppose I'm moving on in the years now myself, so it's great to have the young, fast ones coming in. and. As we said already, you know, it is a great opportunity to, to give girls game time and I suppose to get to know everybody as well, like see how everybody plays and get used to each other and set ourselves up for the year ahead. This is as good a test. It's a good test from Kerry because the first half they really put it up to you. They faded in the second half, but they beat a Galway team, as you said, who just won today. So there's a, still a lot riding on that Galway game for them. So you, a good, good news for Cork, you're going to get another good test. Yeah, definitely. We definitely know we're going to get another test. And as you said, they beat a very good Galway team. I think today, maybe the win just didn't, didn't go with them. Um, and in the first half, especially, you know, they did have us under pressure. Obviously, in the second half, we did get on top, but that was with us working very hard ourselves and sticking to our own game plan as well. And I suppose that's what you have to do. You have to grind it out and get a result in the end. And that's what we did today. OK, congratulations, Mark. Uh, a good win for Cork. Um, game of two halves I mean you struggled a bit with the elements in the first half but you really kicked on in the second that's it look at overall it's uh, it's a positive win uh, it, regarding the first half performance we weren't happy with it uh, we failed to adapt to their strategy in terms of dropping players back and we said it to the girls there at the water break that we, we have to communicate better we need to get into our positions we have to get our structure right that came with the communication our leaders stood up there and uh, once we found our feet and adapted to their shape uh, and their running game. I think we, we upped our performance, then we were more clinical. We were able to get the ball into the forwards and uh, and do damage there and keep the scoreboard ticking over. Quite a change lineup as well to you today from the starting lineup, and you used a lot of subs. Are you happy that you got most of the squad has got a good run out now over the last two games? Exactly. Every member of the of the squad now has seen some form of game time. Uh, Obviously, look, we'll we'll go up to Galway, and again, we'll we'll sit down, we'll see who's going well in training. Um, we'll also look at the players if if they're all if they're all fitting well, hopefully. And uh, yeah, rotation wise today, now I, I we're pleased with it. Uh, we had a chat about it on Wednesday, and uh, every player now with the strength and depth that we have in the squad, every player is, is well able to slide into position. So uh, overall, it's justified, I think. Um, you're trying to string that full 60-minute performance together. Everyone is at this time of year, but it's understandable because of coming into the coming into the league with so little game time. Um, but how well do you think your team is adapting now? We're getting there. That's the thing. We we played 22 minutes there up in Tipperary. Um, just after half time, we failed to score. We didn't. Uh, we weren't clinical enough. We didn't put the game to bed, and because of that, then it. Uh, it got a bit tight and uh, a bit stressful. Uh, so here today, now again, first half we weren't we weren't happy with the performance. As you say, sixty minutes is is the target. You mightn't hit sixty minutes until championship, but we'll continue to work with throughout the league and and see if we can put a collective performance together. And just finally, just with that Galway game coming up, now you're already through to the knockout stages. Will you experiment, or have you even had a chance to think about that yet? It's all about momentum, really. And if we go up to Galway with a very experimental side, if we're, we're playing players out of position, that's not good for anyone. We want to keep the momentum going, so we'll be going up there with the intention of getting a result again and, uh, and improving on, on today's performance. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. 
Don't forget to tune in to The Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow The Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.